talking pigskin. We're back. It's episode 12. We are going to dig into these week 9 matchups. Uh, we're going to try to do this a little bit more rapid fire than normal. Um, jumping right into it, Chicago in Buffalo. Any any reason to believe that Buffalo is going to shock the world? I mean, you seem to think that they're going to go in there with a nine-point lead and be able to, to keep the spread and win, but I don't. I think Chicago wins by more than nine points. Okay. Uh, I, again, I, I said that on on our our review cast a couple uh, couple episodes ago, and as soon as I said it out loud, it was, you know, puke-worthy. <laughs> uh, nine points is a lot, and I kind of feel like the, the line's going to move even higher, which is going to probably entice me to take Buffalo, just because of what I see, like, they had every right to keep that game even closer Monday night against the best quarterback of all time and one of the better offenses. Like, up until that, how many times did I say on this podcast? 38, 38, 43, 38. Yeah, points. that they had scored. And then, what did they keep them to? 25. 25, yeah. I believe. And it was it was an ugly 25. But, like, just so, ugly. Just so we're equivocal. I'm taking the Chicago Bears. I, I will take the Bears to win the game. Points, yeah. I I haven't heard any word uh, suggesting that Mac will not be playing this week, but I believe that they can do a, a very similar job that they they did last week against you know like a, a not a very good Jets team. Yep. Um, I think Buffalo is very similar to the Jets without the quarterback, but with a better defense, and it's just. Like Chicago was at home last week, is that right? Chicago played at Soldier Field, yeah. So, and that game was kind of, like, it was never really in question of no. Chicago losing. No. But the Jets didn't get blown out. And now, I maybe I'm falling slave to that Miami game, because Chicago did not look on the ro- uh, good on the road that day. And that's in favorable conditions, Miami. Yeah, I just can't believe there's this much discussion against Buffalo. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying. Yeah, you're to right. Say that that just I think it worse. goes to show just how much I don't trust the Chicago team <laughs> to, to go out on the road and because I don't like for me to bet on a team on the road to cover nine. I need to see. I need to expect them to win by seventeen. I can't trust them to win by ten. That's stupid gambling. Right, but it's Sunday, November. I don't trust the Bears to win by seventeen on Sunday. Okay, but it's November the fourth in Orchard Park, New York. If it was December the fourth or January fourth, maybe I would think to myself, "Hey, it could blanket the world in snow in that part of the world." Like, I, I just don't think that it's going to be as much of an advantage as you think. I think that that Chicago is not. I think that they found themselves. I, I don't think there's any type of, a, of an identity crisis. They go to Jordan Howard when they want to run the ball to Cohen if they, they want to play the screen game. The defense is is good, not great. That defensive line is playing great. Okay. But the rest of, of that defense, Let's get I into some of these win. divisional games. Um, what do you think about Baltimore and Pittsburgh? I think that that's probably going to be the early, one of the – better early games. I think that would be the game that's uh, the best 1 o'clock game, I think. I think Baltimore comes back for a victory Yeah, I can't. I, I don't see them losing for a third week in a row. They allowed 36 points last week. That defense that's, is too They're, they're going to put their... Yeah, yeah they're going to put that pride uh, on the sleeve yep. and, and wear it. And that's those, a good call. And those are two teams where it doesn't matter if the game is in Pittsburgh or it doesn't matter if it's in Baltimore. And you know what's interesting? Just like because Cincinnati's on a bye. Cincinnati's 4-3... and three, Or mm-hmm. sorry, 5-3. and three. Mm-hmm. 
if Baltimore wins, that would put them at five and four, and that would drop Pittsburgh to four, three, and one, and that would really make that division race nice. If Pittsburgh loses on Sunday, it will put them in third place in that division, and they will have a hard time climbing out of it. It'll be hard. Ooh, interesting. And It'll you, be hard. And yet you take you're picking Baltimore this week to win, yeah. But yet you chastised me for for overreacting to how poor Pittsburgh started in the season. But yet you don't trust them to get in the playoffs. I don't know what I'm seeing when I see Pittsburgh. I huh. don't know what I'm seeing. I see I see that that TJ Watt looking like his old so I think they're one of the hottest teams in the league right now. I think they're trending up. I wouldn't say they're one of the hottest teams. I would like James Conner looks good, man. He's is he costing Le'Veon Bell money? Hundred percent, yes. It's well, not Le'Veon even, Bell is costing Le'Veon. Yeah, Bell okay, that's fine. But he's but fighting the good. James Conner he's fighting the good fight. Yeah, that's my opinion on that. Yeah, well, that's an NFL PA NFL argument. That's He'll be a, a Jet next year. Yeah, that's so could a lot of players actually because they have a lot of cap room, dude. They they do have space. They have a, essentially like an entire fucking roster. Yeah. Worth a cap. Yeah, they're gonna have something like a hundred million or something. I think it's a hundred and thirty-one million stupid. in open cap space. Either um, way, I'm taking Baltimore. I'm right now today. I'm taking Baltimore. Yeah. I am also going to go back and listen to this podcast before I make my picks. Okay. Because I haven't done that enough, and when I don't, it costs me. So I'm. I guess that's my hint to to future self to do more research because you don't trust to pick either one of these teams. No. Next division game that I think is going to be somewhat of an intriguing matchup is that Detroit-Minnesota game. Okay. It's in Minnesota. Um, I think that despite Detroit making an effort uh, with the uh, trading for Haskins, that... Um, that defense, like that front defense, is just such a mess. And on the road, it ain't. It's not going to lend well for them this week. So, there's a little ironic storyline that Adam Thielen is looking to break Calvin Johnson's record. Again, it happens to be against Detroit. So I think he does that because Kirk Cousins is. You earning- love Adam Thielen. Honestly, dude, he's one of the better receivers that I've seen because there's nowhere he can't play. He plays the X, he plays the Y, he plays the Z. I think he could line up in the backfield. I think he could line up in the backfield personally, but that's another argument. Um, I'm taking Minnesota here. Yeah, he gets jet sweeps once in a while. Yeah, but I mean... He gets two rushes a game. I mean he could start in the backfield. Well, you're absurd. I don't mean that he's (laughs) going to like sweep or or Do you see anything in this game that makes you want to pick Detroit? Carry on Johnson. But he didn't play against ex- Minnesota's run defense, right? So he didn't play exceedingly well last week. And Carry on Johnson. He is a player. He's one of the. I didn't think he would have as much success coming out of Auburn. Team. I didn't think he would have as much success as he has. I know Minnesota's defense is vaunting. I know that their front front. They got to start. Like, like I've said, they got to start winning. They got to start separating themselves from a bad Packers the team, NFC North. Absolutely, and they do a team that I don't believe in. Just for my own sake. Of feeling right. <laughs> yeah. um, our third of four divisional games this week is Tampa Bay in Carolina. This is and where Carolina has to cement themselves. I agree 100%. And I would have been very confident <clears throat> in saying they would do so if I didn't see Fitz, whatever you want to call him, Getting inserted back into that goddamn starting lineup, Fits he literally up. he changes it all. 
Did you, did you notice that Deshaun Jackson didn't get traded? He might be. Do you think? Do you think? He was asking. He was demanding a trade going into last Sunday, and then all of a sudden, his agent wasn't in contact with the team. That's the report. Do you think he became Ryan Fitz's agent? Oh wow! <laughs> wow, isn't that funny? he did lend the outfit after week two for the press conference? Maybe that's his. Deshaun guy. Jackson has had so much faith in Fitzpatrick. Why not? It's been incredible. Is it misguided faith? I don't think so I because think Deshaun so Jackson thinks to himself, "If I'm 50 yards past the line of scrimmage, who is more likely to get me the ball consistently, accurately, and on time? Is it is it the big tall guy with a beard or the big tall guy without facial hair?" Licks his fucking fingers before. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> which? Like I mean, whomever the little idiosyncrasies. I'll never get over. Do you know aside, what I'm talking about when I mention that? Yeah, I'll but never get over. That's why I said little idiosyncrasies aside. I'll never get over that. Okay, well, all of that aside, I think Deshaun Jackson is a Ryan Fitzpatrick guy, oh, and me too. maybe there was a conversation about how. Listen, Ryan's gonna play. Why don't you want to be here? Ryan's gonna. Ryan's gonna come oh, back I don't think that decision was made until the fourth interception no. of the throne. Fair enough. I'm serious, because they were reluctant. There's a reason why he I'm didn't get put. I'm not saying the no, front no, no, no. office told Deshaun Jackson this. Oh. I'm saying that there's a chance that Ryan could play again this year, and it's not it's not Jameis Winston's team until okay. there's a chance that somebody's like, "Whoa, pump your brakes, man." Okay. There's a chance. It's all that I'm saying. Anyway, Carolina needs to win to cement themselves and not make me look like a fool for saying that they have an opportunity against New Orleans in that division. I've already worn the egg on the face when I picked Carolina as one of my teams that would not um, repeat as a playoff uh, team this year. Um, And I'm not writing off your opinion that they're going to win that division. Yep. And a lot of it can't even be talked about until Christmas or yeah about Christmas because they're going to play the week before Christmas they're going to play the week after Christmas and it's tight up until then Uh, meeting Carolina and And New Orleans New Orleans yeah Um, so that it's it's got to be like again it's a show me league so they got to continue to show me and Cam Newton has been the epitome of consistency man in the last six yeah, and weeks. even when he it well, and the one hiccup that's been in that was was three quarters against the Eagles, and then he went and put twenty one up on on them in the fourth and wins the game. So, I'm going to pick the home team, mm-hmm. and I think that they got to be in a similar mindset that you are. With we can win this division. Like mm-hmm. that's got to be their mindset, especially oh. with the way that Atlanta's been riddled with injuries and then you know what I mean like Atlanta's on a two a two game win streak coming off a bye and they're not even being talked about. And, and there's a reason for that. They're 3 and 4. And Carolina's defense has I believe that they have outperformed people's expectations. Carolina's me, defense has? Ca- Carolina's defense. Name me the best mm. player in that secondary. I would have to argue Name me the best that's player. That's a in good that that's a good call. The I will mm. I'll wait. I will say that that defense has over, or sorry, the secondary has overperformed. But the front seven, you, you think are I playing expected on par. it? Yeah. Yes. Well, Luke Keekley is top say, three middle linebacker in football. Kawan Short is. I would say that that offensive play calling married with the execution by well, that by that O line. Yeah, you can say that for any team over the last ninety years, but yeah. Okay, maybe that's too broad, but I didn't expect that. Yeah. I did not think that that was a good – that is a bad O-line. How about this? Riddled with injuries. Oh, hold on a second. And, it hasn't, and it hasn't affected them yet, especially on the road. Is that is, is, is their center Matt Khalil or Ryan Khalil? Because he's one of the best centers in football. I always get them confused because they're brothers. One played for Minnesota. You're right, so do I. Yeah. But I'm 
if, if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure that he's been injured this season. Well, he's he's and put- they lost Norwell, and their left tackle was hurt week one. And the, they've slid a guard out to play the yeah, other yeah, tackle. Yeah. And, you know what, what I mean? I like, it's a laundry though, list. What I will say, though, is if Carolina can't figure out how to make Cam Newton excel, they'll never figure it out. But they've, I, I, I would argue that they have figured it out, and that's what we're seeing this season. I agree. Okay. So we're both... So we agree on all those divisional games. Absolutely. What Car- about Jets and Miami? God. That's the last. That's the last divisional. Do game. we have to? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, just a quick one. No, I, all that I'm saying. Like there, I want to pick it. Yeah, all that I'm saying there is I like Sam Donald to rebound, and I think that Brock Osweiler has tasted failure, and I don't see him rebounding, and Ryan Tannehill's not starting. So perfect. So I'm taking Miami. Okay. Um, they are a much better team at home mm-hmm. than the Jets are on the road. Yep. Um. They looked very bad on a short week last week against Houston. Now they're coming off a couple extra days of rest and preparation for a divisional game. I'm always going to tip my hat to the home team in a divisional game, mm-hmm. especially when it's a three-point spread, which exactly it's that. Um, I don't think that this game has any sort of implications on wild card the or anything, picture, yeah, the yeah. bigger picture of it. So I... Like that's what I'm gonna say on it. I'm picking Miami, and that's it. Um, let's let's go to a game because you and I both disagree on that. So we're gonna come back to it because um, pick okay, pick another game that you think we're gonna disagree on. Pick another game that I think we're gonna disagree on. Okay, New Orleans and the L.A. Rams. Okay, I'm gonna go with New Orleans at home. Perfect. You want the Rams? L.A. stays unbeaten. Okay. Go. <laughs> why? Yeah. Okay. So Tell LA, me why. Okay. LA stays unbeaten for the simple reason that they have a more complete team. When you want to make an argument about offense versus offense, I can understand that New Orleans, regardless of how good Todd Gurley has played this year, can have the argument that they're better. You can make that argument. Mm-hmm. But what you can't argue to me is that on the whole, New Orleans de- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that New Orleans defense has played better as a collective unit. Pause. <laughs> Preparation age on the whole. You can't tell me that LA has played as a better collective unit. Or, or pardon me, that N- New Orleans has been a better collective unit. Because oh, I was say on defense, second. they have not. <laughs> the Los okay. Angeles Rams have, regardless of how bad Peters has played and Talib has been injured, Sam Shields played quite well. So I my school of thinking is mm-hmm. um I believe in the New Orleans offensive talent more so than I do the Rams defensive talent. Like who covers Michael Thomas man to man? Is it Sam Shields? Correct. Yeah. Okay. And I don't trust that. Yeah, and if he's moving around who, and they don't follow him, who on that run uh, uh, in the the run defense for the Rams is slowing down Ingram and Kamara. Mark my words, we're live on air. The Rams' defensive line is beginning to feel it. They're beginning to make other teams feel them and feel that their presence. Is why they just overpaid for Dante Fowler? Bro, he's a pass rusher. I'm talking about why two Why did Jacksonville get rid of him then when they're struggling to rush the passer? Because Yannick Ndokwe doesn't need a backup. Okay. He can play as many snaps. He can play 70 defensive snaps in football. That's a good answer. Well, that's the answer. His motor is, is unparalleled, and it was at Maryland, and it is now. But okay. what I'm trying to say is, is for L.A., that defensive front is beginning to feel it. They're beginning to make other teams feel them. 
Bringing in Dante Fowler means nothing except for third and nine. Did it's you, the only time that it means something. Did you expect the the Vikings to score more than twenty points at home last week uh, against that Saints secondary? Of course I did. So did I. Absolutely, I didn't see it happen. I did. I didn't see it happen. Marcus Davenport. Cooper uh, Cup still banged up going into this week. A little bit, but I believe he'll play. But what? Back to New Orleans defensive line. That that rookie out of Austin San Antonio that they that they traded up for to get that Davenport. And he's he's hurt now for four weeks, but he played well against Minnesota. Well, it's about time he started to play well. Of course, I think he he, he had two sacks. If I'm not mistaken, he played very very good. Yeah, um, and that's part of the reason why. I'm going to stick with my my Saints pick. Okay. Um, we have two two. Uh, I, I, I could be falling in love too much with these trying to arrange storylines, yeah. but I'm I don't want to see the Rams and the Chiefs play in a couple weeks with a different record. I want to see the Rams get their loss out of the way, and then who's going to be the first of those two teams to get the second loss? Yeah, I understand. That's what I that that's my own selfish storyline thinking. But what's the what's the spread? Saints are Saints are favored by one and a half. Hmm. It's very interesting. Does Green Bay have any chance to beat New England and right the ship? No, I think. That yes, they have a chance. When you have Aaron Rodgers, you have a chance to beat anybody. You can't tell me that. I just watched New England. I just watched New England play very very bad and still win and win by nineteen on the road. Yeah. Against, um, against the Bills. Against a very good defense. I was going to say, that very bad Bills team has a much better defense yep. than the Green Bay Packers. Absolutely, they do. New England's now going home, and I just expect them to score at least 38 points, and I can't see the Packers scoring 40 on the road. Yep. That's my thoughts on it. And we talked about how you know bad O-lines don't travel well, so if you look at how Green Bay's offensive line has been playing, they've been keeping them upright, but they've been playing a hell of a lot better at Lambeau Field than they have been elsewhere. That's true. So... Um, we skipped ahead a little bit. We yeah. we uh, what do you think in Atlanta, Washington? Oh, I'm I'm thinking that Washington runs the ball down the Falcons' depleted defense's throat, the throat of that depleted defense, and I really think that Washington is just gonna win the game of time of possession. He Alex Smith is gonna throw his short dinky dunk passes, and they're just gonna beat Atlanta that way. Can you click on Washington? Yeah. You want to see some stats? No, I want to see their. I want you to pull up their schedule for the next couple of weeks, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you why this is the beginning of the end for the Redskins. Okay, well I don't have their schedule up. Why don't you just go ahead and tell me? Okay. Well, if they lose this week, okay. it's gonna be the first of four, at least four in a row. That's 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 what I see. Okay. They've, um, they've survived on overperformance from AP yeah that I don't think is sustainable there's been a couple tight games for them where the bounces have gone their way and they've got the early ugly dirty wins um I just uh, I don't believe everything says Washington should win this week and I just feel that Atlanta coming off of a bye is going to see a way to right their ship and get to 500 okay. and, and give themselves a bit of false hope going forward. I think it's a perfect game for them to be an underdog coming you off the bye. You don't see 
Washington completing their secondary as being a determining factor in, in this game. So DJ Swearingen is a thumper. He was a thumper in Houston. He was a thumper, a thumper at <laughs> South Carolina. Thumper. <laughs> Left fight. No. Um, <laughs> what the fuck did Mike Tyson get here? <laughs> so when I look, I can't believe that. Hold on, while you catch your breath and your thought. Uh, it, we both agree Washington right now on paper is a better team than the Falcons. Correct? Yeah. Why are they a one-point favorite this week? When you look at Atlanta's defense, I just... Why is Washington only a only one-point a one favorite? Point favorite? Because Why? Alex, They're at home. Yeah, but Alex Smith doesn't score unbelievable amounts of points. Alex Smith doesn't come out there and sling it. But who does? Well, Matt Ryan. Okay. So, can offense win that game? Back, back, back to my joke. <laughs> DJ Swearingen just got a new... Running mate. So if HaHa Clinton Dix plays 20 snaps, who knows if he makes a difference? But to answer your question, yeah, that, that offense can win. Yeah, it can. But I'm not I'm not excusing, you know, when a top 10 safety gets moved. You know, like... All right. Well... I'm not ignoring that. I, I'm going to not pick the game yet. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to not pick it right now. Right this second. That's I'm not. soft. I'm going to take Washington. Okay, I'm not picking the game right now. All right. Houston, Denver. <clears throat> as much as it hurts me to say this, Houston's rolling. Yeah, they are, and they're about to get their sixth victory. And I'm not sure who can stop the Watson-Hopkins marriage that is a holiest of matrimonies, man. Okay, so let's just ask some fun questions then. Does Demarius Thomas score a touchdown against his old team this week? No, he does not. He does not? No. Okay, gonna I'm going to say he does. Okay, I'm going to say he does. I think they run the football. Um, who finishes with more rushing yards as a team, Houston or Denver? Rushing yards, Denver. Denver's running the ball like like it's nobody's business, man. Is that going to keep them in the game? No, because Case Keenum isn't playing as well as they thought. Why they, would. is Denver favored by one? Well, that's the same argument for the Washington Atlanta thing. It's just one point. It could be on either side of the equation, couldn't it? It could be on either team one. But point. But that tells me that Houston's a five point favorite in Houston. I agree with that. So I'll take them on the road in Denver. Do you understand what I'm saying? I get your argument, yeah. But I also think you're putting too much stock in uh, one point. Like that one point could go in either direction. You could give that point to either team. More so for the Washington-Atlanta game, pardon me. Less so for the Texans-Broncos game, pardon me. Because it is in Denver. Uh, Okay, yeah. Okay. Um... I like where your head. I like what you're thinking about that. That's the only way Denver stays in this game is if they run the ball well. That's it. Um, but what you expect them to run the ball against Houston's defense? I do, I do. I, I Denver's running attack has surprised everybody most weeks of this season. I agree. So I think that, that that's going to continue in Week Nine, dude. I think that collectively, their backfield, the 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 back by committee thing. Man, Lindsey looks good. Freeman looks good. Anybody can pop off a run at any time. Okay. Anybody can. Did Denver let Demarius just practice with them this week and save the airfare? I think he stayed. <laughs> I think he stayed in his Denver residence this week. <laughs> no, I think, I think he might have. Maybe like, he's there now. To uh, or wait, or he will be tomorrow when hey, the team flies in. He's like, ah, I get. I'm gonna stay in the team. Maybe he's because. a real team camaraderie guy, and he invited Watson and Hopkins over for a sleepover. I don't That's know. Hilarious. I don't know. Yeah, he is the team hotel this week. <laughs> yeah, he is the team. exactly. Yo, right. boys, I got some beds downstairs. I think this is our last game because there's nothing to say about Kansas City, Cleveland, right? I mean, no, no. Cleveland's just gonna get absolutely trampled this is, weekend. Oh yeah, 
Okay, yeah, I, I agree. Is there anything to see with uh, Seattle and the LA Chargers? That's why I just kind of yeah. leapfrog Kansas City. I think that this is going to be a really good game because Seattle has kind of crept up quietly, just relevant enough that you can't write them off. And I don't think anyone really wants to play in Seattle. And Seattle's with, defense is third in with, rushing yards against. In pardon me, in total yards against. Seattle is third in the league in yards against. Third. And with Melvin Gordon coming off of a tweaked hammy or he whatever, not, and he, he might did, not be. And 100%. I was gonna say, and he's not even necessarily like penciled in as a, as a yeah. playing. This and weekend. that Austin Eckler guy is not. He doesn't compare to Melvin Gordon. What Gordon? Brings. No, he doesn't. But I believe that he does enough for that team for them to not push him back too soon. How about this statistic? Philip Rivers, seventeen touchdowns, three interceptions. Yeah, wow. normally that number is around seventeen and seven. Seventeen and ten. Something like that. Wow, though. Yeah, no, I mean, he's... he's He probably knows that offense better than, I mean, half the coaching staff. He's the best quarterback in that division. And that says a lot when I, the way I've been talking about Mahomes. Really? Yeah, Phillip Rivers is still a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes right now. But then I'll ask you the argument of if you're starting a football team tomorrow. Oh, I'm... I'm stepping over my grandmother to, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. to okay. pick Pat Mahomes. That's 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 a long tangent, but that's but sixty nine percent completion percentage, two thousand and eight yards, seventeen touchdowns, three interceptions. Could he be playing? Think any about better? how little that guy must sleep. He's got like nine hundred kids, buddy. He has more. What? Oh, he. I He's think an or- like his home's an orphanage. Yeah. yeah, he does. He does have. He does have. That actually creeps into my mind. As far as when they're at home, if their home life affects their ability to play. So, like, it if you have lots extent. of kids. It does to an extent. Yeah, but look at Antonio uh, Cromartie, though. He, yeah, but he, he didn't have any of his kids living with him. They were in nine different houses. No, but those alimony payments probably stressed him out before every game, though, right? Probably. Anyway, let's not talk about anybody else's familial situation. <laughs> what I will say is Philip Rivers has played incredibly well, and he's performing at the level that everybody thought he would for the last five years. But now the only difference uh, is that he has a supporting cast. Melvin Gordon, he's not Ladanian Tomlinson, but he's not not Ladanian Tomlinson either. Okay, if you look at, if you yeah, look at, he's, he's the closest thing they've had to him since. Right. I, I'm, I mean, I'm number saying, just production wise. When you look at what he can do for the offense, yes. closest thing that they've ever had from a. Re- re- the receiver standpoint, I mean, Antonio Gaze is as old as dirt, but the receivers are playing very, very good football. Yeah. Mike Williams coming Keenan, out of Clemson is finally Allen coming to himself. And Keelan Allen is still healthy. So, I mean, hey. hey. I hate to word it like no, that. No, but it's a fair argument over the last two seasons. Just, he's missed quite a few games, yeah. right? But, um, and even, uh, Ter- uh, is it Terrell Williams? Even, like. Uh, I believe so. Because they have two guys on their offense with Williams, right? Yeah. They, Th- that offense it's, is playing well. Period. Full stop. Yeah, because even when the ball isn't being focused to Keenan Allen, yeah, it it's not an offense that any one guy has to get his touches other than Gordon. It's true. There's no number. If somebody were to ask me starting this year, I'd say Keenan Allen is the number one bona fide no matter what. But, but he's not the pulse of that offense. When you it's Melvin Gordon, Gordon is. it is Gordon. And when you spread the ball around and you have three capable receivers. Hey, I don't need a number one. If I'm a coach, if I'm a GM, I don't need a number one guy. I have one, one A, one B. Mm-hmm. Right? So, so with that said, what, what, 
keeps this game close? What keeps Seattle Chris in Carson. This? Okay. Chris Carson keeps this game close. He's been touching the rock like Emmett Smith numbers. When he yeah, has been getting 20, 25 touches, 28 How many times did, attempts. did the ball get put in the air last week? Seattle, seven, 17 times or four, something like that? 14 17 for attempts. 17. Yeah, 17 attempts. And Chris Carson ran the ball 25 times. That's crazy. So if, if, if How many uh, times did Russell Wilson run in that game? Eight? Mm, good. That's a very, very good question. Uh, facts not, uh, feelings not facts. Remember that they're not even starting their first round. Like They're not even playing their first round draft pick. If Pete Carroll has found a way to win with that roster and that defense is playing, I wrote them off. I wrote them them off. off. We had to have a conversation about not writing teams off. I was, yeah, yeah, straight up. We did have an off mic conversation, but we got to be stop being so absolute. We sound like fucking morons. So as far as Seattle's concerned, (laughs) they're slapping us right in the face right now. Yeah, I remember being happy going into Week Three, going to Seattle after the way that the Bears just whipped around Russell Wilson. Yep. The previous week, and I was like licking my lips, going, "I can't wait to see what Dallas's D line." And then, and then that was the game that tempered my expectations for the season, because I had written Seattle off, and I was encouraged of what my team potentially could do. And then that happened, and I was like, "I gotta pump the brakes." Russell Wilson, the closest thing to a number one guy he has is Tyler Lockett. Yeah, and that is a poor man's Tyreek Hill. Very I said poor it. Man. I said it. Yeah, it's There's a B list special. It's about- a B list Tyreek Hill. So when you look at his performance, Russell Wilson He's really good. He, I mean, it's crazy that they won more when he like when they weren't winning because of him. It's scary to think about how complete that team can be because Russell Wilson, my god, when he escapes the pocket, his escapability, nobody talks about it, but he's like Oh, I, th- I don't know about that. I think a lot of people talk about it. Let me rephrase. This season, in the last 8 weeks, nobody has discussed the level of capability he's shown. And escapability when he's gotten out of the pocket. How bad have we talked about that offensive line being? He gets Ooh, overlooked. He gets overlooked for MVP. I mean, he's not going to win it, nor no. nor should he. But when, when you ask but yourself who's take the most him, valuable, that's player? that's the way that I think MVP voting should be. Take that person away from the team, and who's the worst without them? I mean, I hate jumping across sports, but LeBron James last year on the Cleveland Cavaliers went from the Cleveland Cavaliers roster was a 20-win team. Yeah. With LeBron, they won 50-something games. So if you were to look at the Seattle Seahawks, Russell Wilson is the most valuable player because if you give them Blake Bortles... Yeah. Unless you're reporting on... Um LeBron showing dedication to his fourth quarter free throw percentage. I don't want to hear LeBron James' name on this podcast ever again. <laughs> Fucking LeBron James. It almost sounds like a Cowboy is also a Lakers fan. Now, what is there any other games this week that you think are worthy of discussion? I mean, it's almost like there's a Monday night matchup that might matter for, for y- your division. I was wondering if you'd bring it up. Um, this is the season right here. This is the season. They uh, either get to five hundred or figure out who. Well, they get. Drafted this is the thing, and I'm going to go round? through. This is what I was going to get you to do when you when you didn't pull up Washington's schedule for me. <laughs> but um, can you can you click on Washington? Yeah. Because I, I need you to tell me what the fuck's going on. Because I, I know Dallas's schedule. So so this week let's. I'm gonna uh, first. I'm gonna go back. Worst case scenario. Okay. So Dallas loses Monday night. They're they're three and five. Okay. Uh, they then. Are on a short week going on the road to Philly. Philly's coming off of a bye. Okay. So whether they win or lose on Monday night, I'm chalking that game in Philly up as a loss. Okay. So lose to Tennessee, lose to Philly. They're now three and six. Going where? To Atlanta. That's the head roll game. So Washington has Tampa and Houston. 
and after then they, Atlanta. So and, now, and then what's the next one? And then they, it's Dallas. And they stay in Texas to to play Dallas. What's kay. hard about that? Pardon me. They, they are, play the worst defense stop, in Tampa stop, Bay. Stop, stop, stop. Then they go to Houston, stop. who has played quite well. Okay, right now, they're at home against Atlanta this weekend. Right. We're talking about the Redskins now. Yes, we're jumping we back, folks. It's okay. Washington is at home against Atlanta this week. Somehow they lose. They're 5-3. and three. Got it. Okay? Then they go to... Tampa. Tampa. Tampa, somehow coming off a victory against Carolina with Fitzmagic back in the lineup, they beat Washington. And he's fifth starter. Because, strictly because Fitz starter can outscore... Washington and old man AP that's starting to feel the the pains of the season. So now they're five and four. So now they're five and four. Got it. Now where are they playing against Houston, who's now coming off their seventh victory in a row? We're jumping ahead, but okay. Um, this got is it. all got my. It, it, this it, is all my. Yeah. So now they've lost that game. They're five and five. Going into a Thanksgiving Day game against Dallas, they're five and six. Now what's next? After that, um, drum roll, please. No, I'm kidding. Uh, they are playing. It's not getting any easier. The point is. Well, yeah. Then, then they, they could have very easily. Night, then they have Philly on Monday night in the first week of December. Yes, they could very easily be five and seven after the next five weeks. Okay. You're telling me they could very easily lose five straight. Yes, they could. Any football team in the NFL could easily lose five. That straight. could actually happen. Now. And I'm just saying that Dallas could go on a three-game losing streak. Okay. In the midst of that, and before they even get their chance to play Washington on Thanksgiving, the head roll game happens. And they lose in Atlanta, and they lose so badly that it reminds Jerry Jones of how the season was ruined last year in Atlanta. And bye-bye, Garrett. But I don't want to see that. I want to see them win on Monday night against Tennessee convincingly, cover that seven-point spread. Show flashes of maybe that was a good signing with Amari. They're 4-4. Four and four. They're going to lose in Philly because they're coming off of a short week and Philly's coming off of a bye week. they got to go into that hostile environment. They're losing that game. So they fall back under 500. They're 4-5. and five. Now they get that, that road game in Atlanta where it's the turning point of the season. And they get back to 500. And it's the start of them winning every game for the remainder of the season except for a Thursday nighter against New Orleans. They finish 10-6, and six, and it's toss-up time for if they can win that division. Yo, your hypotheticals my- and your expectations for the Dallas Cowboys is like a Goosebumps novel. It's like you down. read to a certain point, and then it's like... Re- it's pick your own adventure, bro. Go to page 89 if you want to find it's out pick your what, own adventure. what the action hero does next. Choose your own adventure for the so, Dallas Cowboys. So against Tennessee on Monday night, does your offense struggle against that above-average defense? Hold on a second. What about either one of my scenarios about the Dallas Cowboys' potential record sounded crazy to you? So similar to a Goosebumps novel, they both seem equally plausible, both endings. Right. But what I am saying to you is Washington losing five straight and you guys taking the division is a significant jump. Again, Dallas doesn't have to take that, but I don't care if they're the worst defense. You're talking about fifth match. I think that the offense is better than the Washington defense compared to the Washington offense how better they are than the Tampa Bay defense, in my opinion. I just feel like Alex Smith and Adrian Peterson, they have this perfect marriage of, if I throw the ball really short and the clock still runs, and if you run the ball and you get four yards every time you touch the ball, hey man, we could probably win. It just seems really simple I just, and effective. You know what? I'm not convinced in Washington because I watched their offense score 13 points against me. And if it wasn't for Dak 
fucking handing them points on the goal line, yeah. they're gonna win that game. Where did that? Where did they play that game too? That was in Washington. That's why. So it's, the Thanksgiving game concerning. is in Dallas. That's why it's concerning. It's because that was a home game. But then again, though. But then again, though, Dallas's defense is like underrated. Uh, okay, like stop with that too, because they're number two in the league in yards against. They're number four overall total defense and points against yards against. Like, stop calling them underrated. They're good. They're they're a top five unit in the NFL this season. That defense is for real. So all of a sudden, they string together, you know what, they string together okay. a few games. Eh? You know what the difference is between the Washington Redskins and the Dallas Cowboys right now? Seven turno, uh, seven takeaways more than the Re- the, the Redskins have. Yeah. Their numbers between seven, quarterback yeah. comparison, running back comparison, it's and and leading wide receiver. They have nothing that the Cowboys don't, other than more takeaways on defense. I will say and that, that Cowboys will, defense is better than the Redskins. I will say that I'll take Dallas's defense over Washington's defense any day of the week that ends so, wise. So, so now maybe we start getting some turnovers. Maybe just maybe Amari Cooper is just enough to make that offense score one more possession a game. Yeah. And now all of a sudden they're, they're averaging twenty seven points a game instead of seventeen or instead of twenty for the rest of the season, and that defense stays on par. Over under, it's plausible. Over under, I'm not expecting it. Yeah, but it is plausible. Yeah, I think it's more likely that they fucking play a snooze fest game on Monday night, somehow barely win, but it's not encouraging. Like, it's plausible. lose against the Eagles, get smashed against the Falcons. And then the season's upside down. Yeah, but it's also it's also plausible that like you know a world leader slips and bangs his head on a gold toilet, right? But at the end of the day, all that I'm saying is is what's going on right now, right? Is what's happening at this point in football right now? And at five and two, the level of consistency that Washington has shown, and you still haven't answered my question: Does Dallas play well against Tennessee's defense on Monday? Yeah, they should. They've had two weeks to prepare for it. Absolutely. And hey, the report is that Amari Cooper and Dak Prescott were spending time together via FaceTime uh, over the bye week. That care. was an actual report that I had to subject my eyes I to. I don't this care morning. if they're playing Fortnite together. If they're not throwing routes on turf, well, you I got can a only work with so, it. That's the they can the only, NFLPA, can right? only work so much. The NFLPA has has rules, right? So, that? Yeah. What's okay, here's a question. What's yeah. more likely to see out of Amari Cooper? Him him looking like Year one, year two, Amari Cooper, uh, or is it going to be more like Roy Williams back in the day being traded from Detroit to Dallas midseason and watching those struggles? Roy it's hard. Williams, it's the hard receiver. Get, yeah, yeah, it's hard. Oh, you remember I can't that? He just name dropped him. Yeah, well, the best thing about did. him in Dallas was his fucking armbands. He did get dropped. That guy through the season. Yeah, he looked icy with the white armbands, but that was about it. Right, he had those long arms. He was a really long, rangy guy. Yeah, built like glass though. Yeah, too bad. What's more likely? It's two extremes. Yeah. I don't expect either one of them, but what's more likely? The former. Because the latter is just it's just too far-fetched. Because Really? Yeah. So you think it's too far-fetched to expect that Dak Prescott can't uh, establish some sort of a, uh, confidence in this receiver that he doesn't know and never played with? What I'm saying is, is, is if they keep calling a Mississippi State offense, Amari Cooper, that trade will have no merit and no bearing for y'all. Oh. It'll have absolutely no value. Amari Cooper was drafted and brought in to open up the offense, not to narrow it down, right? I fucking hope you're wrong. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I really think that Dak Prescott needs to say, you know what, I got a guy now. Let me take five steps back. Let me take so do seven you, steps back. Do drop. you think that's going to happen? 
I don't know enough about the play calling, and I also think that okay. Ezekiel Elliott never gets the ball enough. So I'm not well, confident Well, he never enough. gets the ball in the right position. Well, right I'm not confident enough context. to talk about Dallas's play calling okay. only because I feel that he should touch the ball at least 20 times a game, whether that's running it or catching it. I need him to have 25 efficient touches a game, and then they're elite. I mean, 20 touches and he gets 50 yards means nothing, and I get what you're saying. They're so bad. I'm, I'm sick of sounding like a homer. They're so bad. They're so bad. They're going to win on Monday night, but they're so bad. They're I an 8-8 eight, eight football team. I would take your offense over Jacksonville's offense right now. I would take my defense over Jacksonville's defense right now, too. Today, yeah. Today, at the start of the season. So, let's end this podcast with this thought. Who, on November 1st, 2018, has a better chance of making the playoffs? Your team or my team? Dallas Cowboys. And it's not because you have with one that, more folks. numerical win. It's not because you have one more numerical win. It's we don't have one more numerical We're both 3-4. and four. Or, or wait, you're 3-5, and five, aren't I was, you? I was, pardon me. I was thinking about the uh, one last loss. You guys are just coming off the bye. Excuse me. All that I mean is, is who's trending up, who's trending down, and who's finding themselves, and who's figuring out who the frig they are. See, that's where I... See, because I know my team, yeah. my optimism can sound like misguided homerism, but it's not. It's just... Knowing what I know, and seeing it before, it's hopes to see it again, and I'm trying to talk my way how it how it can happen, and it's line one in the sand that O line. I better see a drastic difference. I want to see a dominant performance in the trenches. I want to see Mariota running for his life, and I want to see Dak in the back grilling steaks. All that I know is is that if Ezekiel Elliott has a successful day on Monday night, the Titans will have a hard time beating them because Mariota cannot run up and down the field and score, especially when Zeke has the ball and there's no time left on the clock for him to do it. I'll say this, and this is fucking terrible. Tennessee-Dallas game has the very, <laughs> very plausible chance of looking eerily similar to the Oakland-San Francisco game. If T- Dallas is running the clock and mm-hmm. kicking field goals, then Tennessee's got a chance to stay in it, if not win it. If San Francisco is controlling that clock and kicking field goals, then Oakland's got a chance to stay in it and win it. I see the comparison with tonight's game to Monday night, yeah. You know okay. what I mean? I do. All right. With that. So you're taking who in that game? Oh, I'm taking the Dallas Cowboys. Taking the Cowboys? Yeah. You hope the Cowboys win that game. I'm not. I'm taking them you for don't two, need two I'm teams. taking them for two reasons. I'm taking them because I need them to win and because I think they're they, a better they should. Yeah. I agree. Okay. Well, that's that for the, uh, for this week. Um, Everybody enjoy your weekend. Let's just do a quick rundown. We both got the Niners tonight. We both got the Bears. We both got Carolina. We both have KC. We both like Miami. We both like Baltimore. I like Baltimore, yeah. We both like Minnesota. I'm taking Atlanta. You took Washington. We both like Houston. Do you like the Chargers or Seattle? Oh, I'm taking the Chargers in that game. They're trending upwards. I am too. They're trending upwards. You've got the Rams. I've got the Saints. Oh, it's going to be such a good game. We both got the Cowboys Monday night, yep. and we both like New England Sunday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just okay. asked you if Green Bay has a chance, but no. So here's your chance to get it back. To uh, under double digit difference in our head to head matchup. Good luck. Because I'm now at 12 in the positive column. Oh boy. 12 more dubs. 
But again, we're at the halfway point, so who knows what the fuck is going to end up happening with that. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Everybody, have a great weekend. Be safe. We'll check back in with you next week. Thanks for listening. Take care, guys. Peace out.